जयुराधमाधा कुंज
विष्णुपाद परमहंस परिव्रज उपचार्य अष्टोत्तर श्री श्रीमान अभय चरणारविंद भक्ति वेदांत स्वामी प्रभुपाद की जय इस्कॉन फाउंडर आचार्य हिज डिवाइन ग्रेस प्रभुपाद की जय अनंत कोटि वैष्णव वृंद की जय नामाचार्य शिल हरिदास ठाकुर की जय प्रेम से कहु श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभु नित्यानंद श्री अद्वैत गदाधार शिवाशति गौर भक्त वृंद की जय श्री श्री राधा कृष्ण गोप गोपीनाथ श्याम कुंड राधा कुंड गिरी गोवर्धन की जय श्री श्री राधा मदन मोहन की जय श्री श्री कृष्ण बलराम की जय श्री श्री गौरिताय की जय ग्रंथराज श्रीमद भागवतम की जय समवेतो भक्त वृंद की जय ऑल ग्लोरीज टू दिटी ऑल ग्लोरीज टू श्री गुरु एंड श्री गौरंगो ऑल ग्लोरीज टू श्री नमोम विष्णुपदाय कृष्ण पृष्ठाय भूतले श्रीमते भक्ति वेदांत स्वामी नितिनामिने नमस्ते सरस्वती देवे गौरवाणी प्रचारिणे निर्विशेष शून्यवादी पाश्चत्ताधिशतारिणे Yeah, maybe we can come forward a little bit to make some more room. It's cold, so closer you are, warmer you'll feel. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय श्रीमद भागवतम फोर्थ कैंटो चैप्टर थ्री टेक्स्ट ट्वेंटी थ्री दिस चैप्टर इज एंटाइटल्ड एज टॉक्स बिटवीन लॉर्ड शिवा एंड सती सत्वम विशुद्धम वसुदेवा शब्दितम जदीयते तत्रा पुमान अपाप्रिता सत्वे चा तस्मिन भगवान बासुदेवो ही अधुक्षजे में नमसा विधियते सत्तं विशुद्धं बसुदेव शब्दितं जदी अति तत्र पुमान पाप्रिता सत्वेच तस्मिन् भगवान् वासुदेव यदक्षजो मे नमसाविधियते सत्वेच तस्मिन् भगवान् वासुदेव यदक्षजो मे नमसाविधियते 
विशुद्ध वसुदेव शब्दित जदीयते तुमपृत सत्ते चस्वान्सुदेव यदक्षजो मे नमसा विधीये सशुद्ध वसुदेव शब्दित यदीयते तुमपृत सत्वे सत्वेस्वान्सुदेव यदक्षजो मे नमसा विधीये वसुदेव 
Shabditam, known as Yat, because Yate is revealed. Tatra, there, Puman, the Supreme Person, Apabritaha, without any covering, Sattve, in consciousness, Cha, and Tasmin, in that, Bhagavan, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Vasudeva, Vasudev, He, because Adhokshajaha, Transcendental, May, by me, Namasa, with obeisances, Vidhiyate, worshipped. Translation by His Divine Grace, Srila Prabhupada. I am always engaged in offering obeisances to Lord Vasudev in pure Krishna Consciousness. Krishna Consciousness is always pure Consciousness in which the Supreme Personality of Godhead known as Vasudev is revealed without any covering. Please repeat after me. I am always engaged in offering obeisances to Lord Vasudev in pure Krishna Consciousness. Krishna Consciousness is always pure Consciousness in which the Supreme Personality of Godhead known as Vasudev is revealed without any covering. Purport by Śrīla Prabhupāda The living entity is constitutionally pure. Asanga hi ayang purushaha In the Vedic literature it is said that the soul is always pure and uncontaminated by material attachment. The identification of the body with the soul is due to misunderstanding. As soon as one is fully Krishna conscious, it is to be understood that one is in pure original constitutional position. This state of existence is called Shuddha Sattva, which means that it is the transcendent that it is transcendental to the material qualities. Since the Shuddha Sattva existence is under the direction under the direct action of the internal potency, the mm, direct action of the internal potency in this state of activities of material consciousness stop. For example, when iron is pure into when iron is put into fire, it becomes warm, and when red hot, although it is iron, it acts like iron. It acts like fire. Similarly, when copper is surcharged with electricity, its actions are copper. Its actions as copper stops. It acts as electricity. Bhagavad Gita 14.26 is also confirmed that anyone who engages in unadulterated devotional service to the Lord is at once elevated to the position of pure Brahman. 
मान चाजो अब्बे भी जाड़े ना भक्ति जोगे ना सेवते सगुनान समतित तैतान ब्रह्म भूयायो कल्पते Therefore, Suddha Sattva, as described in this verse, is the transcendental position in which, in, which is technically called Vasudev. Vasudev also is the name of the person from whom Krishna appears. This verse explains that the pure state is called Vasudev because in that state Vasudev, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, is revealed without any covering. To execute to execute unadulterated devotional service, therefore one must follow the rules and regulations of devotional service without desire to gain material profit by fruitive activities or mental speculation. In pure devotional service, one simply serves the Supreme Personality of Godhead as a matter of duty, without reason and without being impeded by material conditions. This is called Suddha Sattva or Vasudev because in that stage the Supreme Person Krishna is revealed in the heart of the devotee. Srila Jiva Goswami has very nicely described this Vasudev or Suddha Sattva in his Bhagavat Sandarbha. He explains that, Ash, that Ashtuttara Sattva is added to the name of the spiritual master to indicate that one who is situated in Suddha Sattva or the, the one who is situated in Suddha Sattva or in transcendental state of Vasudev. The word Vasudev is also used for other purposes. For example, Vasudev also means one who is everywhere or all-pervading. The sun is also called Vasudev Shabditam. The word Vasudev may be utilized for different purposes, but whatever purpose we adapt, Vasudev means the all-pervading or localized Supreme Personality of Godhead. In Bhagavad Gita 7.19, it is also stated, Vasudeva Sarvamiti, factual realizations is to understand Vasudev, the Supreme Personality of Godhead and surrender unto Him. Vasudev is the ground wherein Vasudev, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, is revealed. When one is free from the contamination of material nature and is situated in pure Krishna consciousness or in the Vasudev state, Vasudev, the Supreme Personality of Godhead is revealed. This state is also called Kaivalya, which means pure consciousness. Gyanam Shattikam Kaivalyam. When one is situated in pure transcendental knowledge, one is situated in Kaivalya. Therefore, Vasudev also means Kaivalya, a word which is generally used by impersonalists. Impersonal Kaivalya is not the last stage of realization. But in Krishna Consciousness, Kaivalya, when one understands the Supreme Personality of Godhead, then one is successful. In that pure state, by hearing, chanting, remembering, etc., because of the development of knowledge of the science of Krishna, 
one can understand the supreme personality of godhead all these activities are under the guidance of the internal energy of the supreme lord so this has a long purport so i will read today only after this much and maybe tomorrow again we'll discuss we'll continue to discuss this verse continuing with the same purport so <clears throat> a conversation is going on between lord shiva and parvati does everybody know the background of this chapter daksha had a conflict with lord shiva in an assembly where all the demigods and all the exalted personalities like the brahmarshis and great sages assembled when daksha walked in daksha who is daksha daksha is actually the son of brahma daksha daksha also means expert is very expert materially very expert and he is very puffed up he is very arrogant and his youngest daughter was married to lord shiva now lord shiva is bholanath <laughs> he does not have any external consciousness is so absorbed in meditating upon krishna thinking about krishna remembering krishna's past times that he doesn't have any external consciousness as a result of that sometimes not sometimes most of the time he doesn't even cover himself cover his body with clothes and he lives in crematorium why in the crematorium because otherwise all the other places are very crowded crematorium is only place <laughs> which is empty and when one goes to the crematorium one becomes very serious uh, when people go to crematorium to burn the dead bodies the dead bodies are the near ones and when a near one dies what is the mentality at that time when a dear one dies one's heart is heavy and he begins to wonder what happened to this person he was with me he lived he was with us for so many years he was so dear to us he loved us so much we loved him so much and now he is gone where did he go so when you go to when one goes to the crematorium one becomes serious therefore lord shiva uh, prefers to stay in the crematorium to be in a solitary place away from the madding crowd away from frivolous sense gratifying crowd and uh, at least at people those who come there will be serious about their existence in the material nature and <clears throat> because he is so absorbed in the in thinking about the supreme personality of godhead and remembering his past times which is the source of joy actually krishna's past times 
are so full of joy. The best way to enjoy is by hearing Krishna's pastimes. If we are properly situated, then we will find that Krishna's pastimes are the most wonderful way to appreciate our existence. So, uh, because Lord Shiva is completely absorbed in thinking about Lord Krishna and his pastimes, that he doesn't have any external consciousness. He is not interested in anything else. Because he knows, in the material nature, everything is temporary. And sense gratification cannot be the goal of life. Sense gratification comes only for the short while. Gratification of the senses, we get pleasure only for a short while. But then we suffer. So, <clears throat> that's why Lord Shiva is away from all these materialistic way of lifestyle. Now, Daksha is just the opposite. Daksha is very expert in arranging, uh, making material arrangements. And people, those who are materialistic, what they like? They like to live in a nice place. They like to dress themselves very nicely. They like to surround themselves with famous people. And they like to hear others glorifying them. So that is the materialistic way of life. So that, that is Daksha. So Daksha walked in and <coughs> into the assembly. The moment he did that, all everyone stood up. Everyone stood up. All the demigods. Because Daksha is a very exalted personality. Brahma's son and he is very much involved in materialistic affairs, controlling very many departments and affairs of the material nature. Everyone stood up. So Daksha felt very good. Look, everyone is offering me obeisances. Everyone is offering me respect. But then he saw Lord Shiva, <laughs> he's just sitting there. <laughs> and he became very upset. Now, in one way, Daksha is senior to Lord Shiva. Because Lord Shiva was married to Daksha's daughter. So Daksha is the father-in-law, Sashur. <laughs> and Lord Shiva is his Damad. <laughs> so Damad <laughs> didn't show any respect so Daksha became very upset and he started to insult Lord Shiva and he was the controller of the affairs of the material nature so he said from now on Lord Shiva will not get any uh, Jagya Bhag uh, the sacrifice when the sacrifice is offered different demigods get their share of the Jagya Lord Shiva was deprived of the share of the Jagya. So Daksha, uh, Lord Shiva couldn't care less. You know, he just left the place. Although he was insulted, he did not pay any heed. 
now <coughs> being supported by now uh, lord shiva brahma who is actually the person in charge of the universe the universal affairs brahma appointed daksha as the head of the prajapatis now, prajapatis are the progenitors uh, the uh, persons who are in charge of procreation so daksha then became very proud being supported by lord brahma and then daksha performed various sacrifices with great pomp uh, he <coughs> sacrifice he performed a sacrifice called bajapaya yagya and then uh, he decided to perform a brihaspati savajagya so another very uh, opulent arrangement he made and in that everybody was invited all the great personalities of the universe were invited the only person who was not invited was lord shiva and parvati so lord shiva resides in mount kailash with parvati and parvati was saying different demigods were going and they were talking among themselves uh, different sages are also she could see they traveling through space uh, in their carriers some were even flying themselves uh, transcendental uh, travel celestial travel space travel nothing new it's going on since time immemorial still now it's going on in the real sense not in the tv only and movies so <clears throat> so parvati i'm sorry shati uh, not parvati shati got to see that the devi gods and others exalted personalities are going and she heard that they are going to attend daksha sacrifice her father's sacrifice and <clears throat> so she approached her husband lord shiva that please let us go if you want then we can go lord shiva said look we haven't been invited she said i'm just going to my father's house why do you need an invitation like when one go visits his relatives doesn't need an invitation and she began to express her desire that please let us go i want to meet my sisters i haven't met them i didn't meet them for so long i also want to decorate myself with the nice ornaments that my father gave me during my wedding <laughs> because with lord shiva she was just leading a very simple life and she like a woman women generally like to dress up nicely decorate themselves so nicely they like to socialize that is the women's nature so <clears throat> she expressed her desire to go there but then lord shiva told him that look yes uh, one doesn't need an invitation to go to a friend's place but when that friend 
doesn't receive him properly. When the friend uh, looks at him in a, with his uh, uh, angry eyes, when that friend insults him with harsh words, then do you think he should go there? And in this way Lord Shiva just explained that when one is not, not invited with proper attitude, one should not go there. There is a saying also, it's about a sadhu. A sadhu should not go to a place where he is not wanted. There are so many places to go. So why should a sadhu go to a place where he is not wanted? Because it will simply create uh, mental disturbance. On the other hand, there are so many people who are prepared to receive the sadhus. So why should he go to a place where he is not wanted? So then in this way, Lord Shiva kept on advising sati. And now he is coming to this particular point. Uh, that those who are devotees of the Lord, uh, their consciousness is pure. Or uh, whose consciousness has become pure in their mind only, in that pure consciousness only, the Supreme Personality of God is happy. The Supreme Personality of Godhead appears in the heart or in the consciousness of one who is pure. So, Sattvam Vishuddham Vasudeva Shabditam. So, Vishuddha Sattva, Sattva. Sattva means goodness. Sattva means goodness. And there are two types of goodness. One is material goodness and the other is spiritual goodness. Material goodness is not pure. Material goodness is mixed. Material nature has three modes. Mode of ignorance, mode of passion, mode of goodness. So this mode of material goodness is tinged with passion and ignorance. There is no pure, in the material nature we find, we don't find pure goodness. But the pure goodness is only in the spiritual nature. The spiritual nature is free from passion and ignorance. These two modes don't exist in the spiritual world. No more pa no passion, no ignorance. There, huh, it is all pure goodness. Pure goodness means pure consciousness. And pure consciousness means Krishna consciousness. It's Krishna consciousness, pure consciousness. And Krishna Consciousness means seeing everything with Krishna in the center. Seeing everything in relation to Krishna. 
That is the pure consciousness. Whereas material consciousness is seeing everything through our senses. Seeing everything through our mind, intelligence and false ego. See the difference between material and spiritual? Material is, material nature is where we are seeing everything through our own self, in the light of our own self. We are seeing through it our senses. We are thinking with our mind, with our intelligence, with our false ego. False ego, the ultimate pivot is that false ego. That I am the enjoyer. Everything is for my enjoyment. That is the material, materialistic mentality. And spiritual mentality or spiritual world is everything through Krishna. In simple words, material nature, material mentality is everything is for my enjoyment. And spiritual is everything for this mentality of seeing things through our, for our own interest, for our sense gratification, then passion and ignorance automatically creep in. Passion, the desire to enjoy this material nature is passion. Mode of passion means activity to enjoy this world. Everything is for my enjoyment, so let me try to enjoy. So the activity comes in. That's passion. And then what happens? You become active for some time, and then you become tired. In passion we become active, and in ignorance we fall asleep. Mode of passion, mode of ignorance. Uh, we work throughout the day so hard. For what? To enjoy. And then at night, we fall asleep. Then again in the morning we wake up. And we become active. And then again we fall asleep in the, at night. Passion, ignorance, passion, ignorance. The cycle is going on. But in Krishna consciousness, what happens? When we become engaged in serving Krishna, then we become Krishna consciousness. We become Krishna conscious. Yes, we become active. But in that action there is no tiredness. And if at all there is tiredness, uh, then we don't fall asleep. One doesn't fall asleep. He thinks of Krishna in another dimension. He is with Krishna in another dimension. 
wakeful state of Krishna consciousness and dream state of Krishna consciousness. So that is the pure goodness. That is the spiritual situation. That is the state of Vishuddha Sattva and which is known as, as described here, Boshudeva Sabditam. Boshudev. Boshudev also is the name of Krishna's father. Krishna's father is Boshudev because Krishna appeared through Boshudev. In our heart also, when our heart becomes Boshudev, then only Krishna will appear. When our heart will become pure uh, in consciousness, when our heart will develop pure consciousness of Krishna consciousness, pure Krishna consciousness, then we will become situated in that Vasudev or Shuddha Sattva, spiritual world. In the spiritual world there is only uh, Krishna consciousness, pure consciousness. Okay, huh? so as I mentioned, like I'll just discussed about I discussed about this verse purport only halfway through. Tomorrow we'll continue again uh, because this purport was quite elaborate, quite long. Any question? Can you say that anatta-nivriti process is gradual development to the mode of goodness? Yeah. Devotional service is beginning with mode of goodness. Tada rajas tamo bhava kama lobha dayascha je cheta eta irana vidhang sthitang shakti prashidati. Due to mode of passion and ignorance, one develops lust, greed, anger, etc. But when one becomes situated in sthitang satte prashidati, when one becomes situated in the pure goodness, in good, in a mode of goodness, then only one can become engaged in devotional service. Otherwise, it's just struggling with lust, greed, and anger. But then, in mode of goodness, ebang prasanna manaso bhagavad bhakti yogataha. Bhagavat Tattavi Gyanam Mukta Sangrasa Jayate. Yes, devotional service begins with the mode of goodness, and as you keep on proceeding, then you gradually come to pure goodness. Uh, um, one preacher in Russia said that actually an alchemy process uh, should be very quick. And uh, well, he or she said that uh, there is no mentioning in the Shastras or like, our Acharyas that it should be a long process. So can you comment on this? Is it? <laughs> it will depend upon individual, but generally anarthanibriti is the most difficult process. Okay. You see, Srila <coughs> Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur has explained that 
in Madhurya Kadambini that this bhakti the the anartha nibritti i mean he covered that part very extensively because there are so many stages of anarthas and he describes six different stages of anartha that we have to overcome if the you see when the anartha is over then it is easy then it becomes nishtha fixed up from then onwards it's just steady progress to cover the anartha stage is the most difficult anyway question from the internet when someone has some qualities in mode of ignorance then they cannot become krishna conscious no when one has qualities in the mode of ignorance he'll, he won't be able to appreciate devotional service he'll become interested only it cannot be mode of ignorance mode of ignorance means no thinking <laughs> like an animal can an animal think that think means can animal think spiritually can animal think who am i am i this body or i am a spirit am i a spirit soul can an animal think does krishna exist does an animal uh, di- discriminate between mundane activity and spiritual activity no so similarly those who are in the mode of ignorance they are like animals and they are act more uh, and the material nature as i mentioned it is mostly a mixed activity passion ignorance like even an animal look at it look like for an animal to kill al another animal and get his food is very difficult they have to struggle although there are so many animals like you have, you can we can see like even a lion it's so difficult for a lion actually to get uh, to catch a deer because lion, the deers move very fast or even zebras move very fast and the lion has to chase and then catch it sometimes the zebras hit the lion uh, we i was watching one documentary made by Walt Disney you know i'm sorry uh, anyway uh, one of those things and uh, the zebra hit the lioness so badly she became injured with the hind legs just kicked the lioness and the lioness was injured so this is these activities are all in the mode of passion 
Ahar, to find Ahar, one has to be in the mode of passion. To defend oneself from fear, one has to be in the mode of passion. These activities are in the mode of passion. Ahar Nidra, Bhai Maithun. Only Nidra is in mode of ignorance. Ahar, Bhai, defending oneself, and Maithun, all in the mode of passion. And then they become tired and become in mode of ignorance. Yes? Uh, what or how one should do every day so that to be in the mode of goodness? Think of Krishna, act for Krishna, and practice devotional service. That's the best way to be in the mode of goodness. Another way of mode of goodness is just the more people in the mode of uh, like yogis and other people. They artificially try but they can't really remain in the mode of goodness steadily. You see like we see the yoga practice. There are so many yoga schools in the West. But they practice yoga and then go and have sex. So what's the point in They're trying to be in Practicing yoga in the morning, thinking that it's in a kind of mode of goodness, they're vegetarians and so forth. They're vegetarian, the mode of goodness, but then they go and drink alcohol. So where is the mode of goodness? <clears throat> so the question also from internet, from Devanjan Krishna Das, sometime when problems start coming in our life, we start, think, think, we start seeing things materially even if we are practicing Krishna consciousness. We feel we are doing everything. What to do exactly at that time again to come back to Krishna consciousness? The best way to remain in Krishna consciousness is to remain in the association of devotees. Uh, as you are saying, that when there is some problem, then we start seeing things materially. Although we are practicing Krishna consciousness. And although we are feeling that we are doing everything, but we are actually affected by the mode of, by materialistic way of thinking. So what to do at that time? The best course of action is stay in the association of devotees, speak to them and take their guidance, take their advice. Prabhu, this is my problem, what can I do? And the devotee will give you the proper guidance. And what will be the devotee's first advice? Prabhu, get out of Maya. Because all your problems are Maya. Or all your problems are due to maya, material attachment. Maya means material attachment. In Krishna consciousness there cannot be any problem. Like for example you can say, Prabhu I have my problem, uh, I can't get up at 4, four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> then what the devotee will say? Won't he say Prabhu get out of your maya? Why do you have to sleep for so long? 
Set your alarm at 3.30. And if you can't wake up, I'll come with a bucket of water. <laughs> so that is how the devotees have the solution to all problems. Okay, so more questions? Okay. Another question from Jayesh Das. Srila Prabhupada said in his purport in Srimad Bhagavatam that a devotee does not accept remuneration for his service. But sometimes it happens that Krishna accept that devotee accepts remuneration for their service. Isn't isn't it isn't it pure service? Yeah. <clears throat> it will all depend upon one's real attitude. Sometimes devotees take remuneration uh, like if somebody has to maintain a family uh, like he needs money. And this way is okay, I will earn money from outside but then all his time will go working outside. So if he can be more nicely engaged in the temple then yes, temple authorities can give him some remuneration to maintain him, so him and his family. And then he should take it as not remuneration but as Krishna Prasad. Krishna's mercy. Krishna is giving me this, his mercy in this way. And these decisions will be made by the temple authorities. Yes, yeah, sometimes, especially, we and that's why we are seeing, like uh, nowadays in the West, not many people are joining because everybody is busy earning money to maintain the family. And as a result of that, the temples are empty. But if one takes it as Krishna, in that sense, uh, like the householders, they have to have a source of income. And if they are full-time devotees, then how will they maintain themselves? Unless they have a big inheritance. The father gave him a lot of money, okay, now he doesn't have to worry about money. Uh, or the one can make some uh, intelligent arrangements, especially, I tell them, the devotees in the West, you work for some time, put the money in your bank and then move to Ujjain. <laughs> like Bhimal Krishna and Jamuna Priya. So they have their source of income in, the, in, in England and they are here, they are rendering service. They are not taking anything from anybody. So that is very nice, but that everybody may not be as fortunate as Bimal Krishna and Jamuna. <laughs> what was meant by one properly situated, which you said in context of Krishna's pastime, source of great enjoyment. Now, one is properly one properly situated means when one is in Krishna consciousness. 
when one is in Krishna consciousness, then he derives his joy just by remembering Krishna's pastimes. But when one is not properly situated, then how will he enjoy? For enjoyment, he will go to meat-eating, intoxication, illicit sex and gambling. That is the difference. Materialistic people, they want to derive their joy from their sense gratification. Whereas a devotee derives his joy by hearing about Krishna's pastimes. Remembering Krishna's pastimes. Remembering Krishna's pastimes means being in Krishna's pastimes. Okay, any, yes? Your past karma is? It will depend what kind of karma you have. Uh, like, another thing is that karma is wiped out when you surrender to Krishna properly. Krishna takes care of the karma. Ahantam sarbo papibhyo moksha Right. So karma is taken care of by Krishna. And karma, like say, for if your karma is to become sick, right, then it may be an impediment. But if your karma is to have a lot of money, and if you give that money to Krishna's service, then that karma is <laughs> conducive to Krishna consciousness. <clears throat> Or if you have a healthy body with a lot of ability, you are using your ability to serve Krishna. That is favorable to Krishna consciousness. But a devotee simply uses everything in Krishna's service. If he has good karma, he uses it in Krishna's service. When he has bad karma, he also thinks, oh, well, now take me. Let me take shelter of Krishna even more. I am in difficulty, so let me remember Krishna even more. <coughs> yes, Radhapad? Guru Maharaj, you said that a sadhu should not go to a place where he is not wanted. So what about those sadhus who go out to distribute books or to preach? How do they come to know? Even then we have to go to a place where people want the books more favorably. If some place where people do not want the books, then you'll just end up wasting your time. So go to a place where people are more favorable. Okay? <laughs> and ultimately when it comes to book distribution, one depends upon Krishna. Some people will come and like, you know, if somebody is not interested, why waste your time? Rather wait for somebody who is interested to come. Okay, yes. Can you kindly explain the difference between material goodness and transcendental goodness? Material goodness is not pure. It has always mixed with passion and ignorance. Right? Whereas pure goodness is free from passion and ignorance. There is no passion and ignorance. That means 
no tendency to enjoy or no tendency to become lazy. Yes, Nandabraja. In spiritual world, the pure goodness is fully in existence. So in that situation, there is no possibility to have mode of passion entering into it. And how in the first place, some of the soul opted for enjoyment and came down to material world. <coughs> that happened not in the spiritual world. In spiritual world, what the soul did, looked away from Krishna. Right? I mean, you're looking at towards Krishna, it's fine. But somehow, you know, you looked away from Krishna. And then what did you see? You see Maya. And then you felt, oh, all this is for my enjoyment. Right? And then, you got the covering of false ego. False ego. I am instead of servant of Krishna, now you are thinking that you are a master of Maya. You are the instead of becoming a servant, you are thinking now you are the enjoyer. And then gradually, covering of intelligence, covering of mind, and then this gross body. And we are stuck. So now what we have to do? We have to turn towards Krishna. Looking away from Krishna, we got into this mess. So if we want to get out of this mess, what do you have to do? Just look towards Krishna. Meaning, become Krishna conscious. Okay, yes. When he is performing his materialistic works, for offering that work to Krishna. So can we he be uh, can we he be uh, passionate for that work? And how can he be away from the badness of that uh, passionate mood? Yeah. You see, then it is not when you want to do it for Krishna, it's not material anymore. It's spiritual, and then it's not passion. Then it's devotion. You see. <laughs> 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 you see, passion is when you try to enjoy, then it's passion. But when you try to do it for Krishna, it is devotion. Okay? Okay, thank you all very much. Hare Krishna, all glories to Srila Prabhupada. Gaur Premanande.